to IP over coffee, your weekly coffee break where you will learn about the fun part of intellectual property rights. I'm Alena Kapachova and I am Maria Gomez and we are the host of the podcast. In this coffee break, we will provide you with some tips and tricks about intellectual property rights on top of interesting legal cases. Grab your coffee, tea or drink of preference and let's start. Hello, Alena. How are you today? Very well, as always. And how are you? Good, too. I am happy to have this case because it has made a lot of noise online. Yes, and there, the artist behind, the main author uh, here, is also very uh, well-known and very controversial. Yes, so if you like street art, you probably know uh, this person. Well, we don't know the identity of this person. Yes, I think the the best selling point for this art is that no one knows who is behind him. There are lots of rumors online. Yeah. So our our artist today is? Banksy. Banksy, yes. The artist, they say he's originally from England or not, we are not sure. Yeah, well, um, I think there's, they know where he's from generally, mm-hmm. and we know he, he's a he, because we could say maybe he's a woman, because it's, mm-hmm. he also participated in some documentaries, but without showing yeah, his yeah. face, yeah, 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 and yeah, true, we true. changed the voice and everything. Um, and in the recent uh, um, uh, events of the COVID pandemic, he's shown the video on his Instagram account, how he was uh, putting some street art in London subway. In yeah. The, in London, how do you call it? Underground. Yeah, yes. in the underground, yes. Through the rats and yet also yeah, his bathroom. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. So if you like street art or art in general, visual content, is a very interesting artist. I, I agree. Um, he does a lot of work, a lot of um, criticizes society, yeah, yeah. capitalism. And one of the best-selling uh, artists because his works were sold for a lot of money and uh, you have heard maybe about the case, uh, when was it, like two years ago? In 2018. Yes, when um, the painting was shredded after it was sold. Yeah, in an auction. Too much surprise for him. I actually don't know if he likes that his art is sold in auctions like pieces of art because he has, or at least we get the impression from an outsider perspective that he is against the system. Yes, and it gains kind of copyright. And this is one part that we will cover in today's podcast episode. Uh, because there are lots of questions involving intellectual property and this artist. Yes, we could discuss many things about Banksy and intellectual property rights. First of all, he does not like them in general. Mm-hmm. And he has made that very clear in the last uh, comments he shared with the press. Yeah, um, he was well known that he once said that copyright is for losers. Yeah, he mm-hmm. actually wrote it in his own book. Yes, in the in the book he was uh, telling uh, what is the concern behind his art and uh, the whole concept of the anti-establishment movement. Uh, what is interesting that we will cover today is uh, that to be in the society and to, if you want to protect your own interests, to protect your art, you still need to use the laws that are applicable in the society. Well, he, he actually uses the laws that are 
in the intellectual property <laughs> regulation for trademark because he started registering, well, not him, but a company that represents mm -hmm. him started registering his art as trademarks in the European Union and from that also in the United States. Um, and yeah, and he is uh, definitely wants to protect uh, his interests through trademark law, which is very understandable for all creators because the protection is needed when someone wants to misuse your creations. Yeah, but at the same time you say, okay, this is artwork, so wouldn't make more sense to register under copyright law instead of trademark law because trademark needs to be used in commerce. Yeah. If it's not used in commerce, and this is where part of the um, issue comes for this uh, last case in 2020, um, then it's a bit... <laughs> goes against the principle of trademark law. Yes, yes, that's for sure. Let's jump for the, our first case that was in um, Milano. Uh, that was a case that happened a few years ago, a very recent one, uh, where their exhibition of Banksy art works were uh, opened. That um, was called A Visual Protest, the Art of Banksy, in their um, Utec Museum in uh, Milano. Uh, and what is interesting that uh, Banksy and the company behind him, called the Best Control Office, who is the holder of all trademarks, <laughs> so in the Banksy art, uh, they filed a, a legal case against the organizer of this exhibition. Mm -hmm. What they were not happy about? Well, they um, considered that there was an infringement of Banksy's European trademarks. First of all was Banksy uh, word trademark and uh, the use also of the the drawings that were figurative trademarks. That's actually like the drawings that Banksy has. Uh, mm -hmm. In Europe we call it figurative uh, for logos in general. So basically they're uh, the small uh, pictures of the a very famous, uh, the girl with the balloon, yeah. or uh, the flower thrower. Yes, yeah. exactly. So the company was not happy, I mean, representing Banksy, uh, was not happy that uh, the whole exhibition was organized uh, without his involvement, perhaps, but also they were selling some merchandise. And, yeah. uh, and, um, and cards, the, right? Yes, cards and distributing some materials about um, his drawings. Mm -hmm. So what is interesting here that the company didn't really enforce copyright but mm -hmm. claimed trademark infringement. Why they didn't want to say it, something about copyright? Well, that's one of the reasons why the Milano case uh, informs that. Okay, um, you could protect the artwork under copyright law, but for doing that, you need to disclose the identity of Banksy because you need to prove that pest control got the authorization by the person behind Banksy to enforce those copyrights. So that means that you finally identify mm -hmm. Banksy. So yeah, here it's very funny dilemma then. Uh, they want to protect the author, then the judge would ask, but who is here the author? Yeah. So do you, th do you think it was the, that's why they didn't bring this argument? No, the pro yeah, I think from the beginning, to be outside or to not agreeing with IP law, intellectual property rights in general, Banksy has quite a lot of knowledge in intellectual property rights because he knows that uh, if he goes for copyright law, he will have to disclose his identity yeah. and he doesn't want that. So he went and made all these strategy to have 
Pest Control, which is another company, it's a, a separate entity who has authorization by him, that's what they say, and uh, to enforce, well, to actually steal the trademarks, enforce them. So that's why he went for trademark protection because he felt like I don't need to disclose my identity. Yes, yes, that's uh, and also easy to to show the proof of uh, that you are owning the trademark because you have certificates. Yeah. You can check all the databases and see that this image is protected uh, by law. So they they wanted to stop basically distribution on this leaflet and cards. Yeah, and but what is interesting. <laughs> That not uh, the judge uh, didn't uh, think that all their arguments were substantial. Yeah, it was. Uh, so they recognized one infringement. There was the infringement of the European trademark word called uh, named Banksy, was considered an infringement in uh, the merchandise that they were selling at the museum, so the cards. Mm-hmm. But he considered there was no infringement in something else, right? in distributing the leaflets about the exhibition. And which makes sense, because if you want to attract uh, visitors, you need to say what the exhibition is about. So you can't say that this is a very nice street art. You you always use Banksy to refer to the artist here, yep. and to some of his work, just to represent what will be there. Hmm, because it's an informative use. Yes, it's not yeah. really a using commerce. Well, the, in this case, they consider that this was an informative use, kind of descriptive use of yeah, the content. Yeah, advertisement yeah. for your exhibition. Think more descriptive, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Descriptive use of uh, the uh, exhibition itself. And you may ask, but aren't there a lot of Banksy exhibitions all around the world now? Actually, nowadays? quite a lot, and all of them are not authorized by him, it seems like that. Not officially authorized by Banksy, but what we could find in different exhibitions in the, in the information is that they are authorized or they collaborate with mm-hmm. Pest Control, which is the company Who that is representing is issue. Okay. Yeah, so in this case, as they are already agree, the museum and mm-hmm. Pest Control has an agreement, we don't know mm-hmm. how the agreement works, but in this case, it seems like this Milano um, museum... They didn't contact them, yeah. Probably they didn't, so... What, yeah. is, what is the interesting here that... It clearly says if there is a trademark, you can't sell the cards using these other people's trademarks on them. Exactly. It's a clear case infringement because yes. you are using someone else's trademark in commerce, yes. selling the cards. Yeah, sales is using commerce. So that's infringement that was stopped and their um, Banksy, I mean, the pest control representing him won in this case. But what is interesting, this kind of trademarks that uh, it it, le- it led to another case already mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom where the company representing Banksy wanted to stop another commercial activity. And this is where interesting things started. So, yeah, um, this case has been very famous. By the way, the book Banksy wrote saying that copyright was for losers is named Wall and Peace. And we'll have all the links to the original sources on our website, ipovercoffee.com, so check it out if you want to learn a bit more. Um, so, um, pest control uh, was starting to send uh, notifications to those companies using Banksy trademarks. 
um, Implement. Pictures. The picture. He's, so he's yes. representing his very famous drawings. Yes. The girl with the balloon. Or the flower thrower. Yeah. yeah, those are the most famous, I think, of him. Yeah. I don't know. Napalm is also very famous. And we have, well, Banksy has a lot of artwork. Uh, but the thing is that this British company, Full Color Black Limited, got this. Uh, probably assistance this letter or a notification. We are not 100% <laughs> sure of what kind of documentation. Uh, so yeah, yeah they, wanted, they wanted uh, this small company to stop selling cards showing Banksy art. Yeah. By the way, we checked the website of this company. It looks like a small company uh, selling different kinds of cards with different uh, pictures, right? It has grown. Yeah. They have... Uh, a UK company and also seems to be a US company but the interesting thing is that um, they went to the European Intellectual Property Office in Alicante and they applied for the cancellation of one of the trademarks, the flower thrower registered by pest control and um, they were successful. And the reason why they were successful is really interesting because it's one of the few cases that you have uh, in Europe uh, discussing bad faith when registering a trademark. Yeah, so, and then another court, not court case, but litigate, uh, legal case started. Uh, already the company who, that was accused of using Banksy trademark, they said, well, we don't think that these trademarks are actually something it should be protected as trademarks, these pictures of art. So they started the action of invalidation. What it means in legal terms, that if you want to prove that some trademark is invalid, it means that they have no protection. So this will, court case will fail. So they went to Spain to with official action to cancel this trademark, to show that they should no, never be registered, which was yeah. quite surprising, I think, for Banksy and his lawyers. I don't know. Um, for non-experts, bad faith uh, means that you did something knowing that was wrong from the beginning and against kind of the rules. Uh, so in this case, what um, Full Color Black Limited or their yeah, lawyers... The, the accused company. Yeah, yeah were um, considering... Well, they actually claimed that uh, pest control um, registered these trademarks to just um, to take advantage of the sign. <laughs> they right? just wanted to have third parties not selling Banksy artwork and mm -hmm. profiting from Banksy's artwork uh, because Banksy didn't want to protect under copyright law uh, so he would have to disclose his identity then um, they were enforcing trademarks and they were not Banksy or pest control were not using these uh, trademarks in commerce so if it, if you are not using in commerce um, the trademark is when they claim there's bad faith it's just a way of monopolizing that trademark without letting anyone else using it and this is when the European Union <laughs> Intellectual Property Office they, had to check. Yeah, how they decided to prove that, that the trademark was initially registered, uh, not to be ever used, but just to uh, just to start this legal case, cases and um, asking other people to stop selling merchandise? Well, so apparently Banksy had in in his own on his own website um, a statement, or no, he had also a lot of um, of his artwork available for free 
uh, he mentioned that, well, I mm-hmm. don't use it in commerce, but he was not enforcing the copyright infringements. There were a lot of companies selling online uh, Banksy merchandise um, without Banksy's approval, of course. Mm-hmm. And after all this uh, e-commerce going on, uh, pest control started started um, registering these uh, drawings and started sending enforcement letters, well, notifications to those companies that they were using uh, Banksy artwork. But Banksy, or Press Control, ne- was never selling any merchandise with those... Um, um, with, the, with the drawings, drawings. of the trademark use. Yeah. And they register for a lot of niche categories, because when you register a trademark, you rest- register for a specific, a specific product or service. And those products or services are uh, altogether in different classes. So there's an agreement and it's called this category. I see. So basically here are the accused company uh, uh, filed this action to cancel the trademarks and by surprise of thanks and lawyers they were successful. Because of what they and they initial the decision uh, they referred to something that Banks and his lawyers mentioned in the regarding this kind of trademarks. Well, yeah, um, so for being a not known person, Banksy spoke uh, to the Guardian. Well, he, his representative spoke to the Guardian, right? And he, he mentioned uh, in October 2019, sometimes you go to work and it's hard to know what to paint. But for the past few months, I have been making stuff for the sole purpose of fulfilling trademark categories under European law. And admitted the subject matter was not a very sexy news. So, so what he wanted after the session started, uh, that he decided uh, to start a web shop or a real shop. There was a pop shop that yeah. was not open. It was just uh, there was yeah, yeah. big windows in showing London. the stuff. Yeah, and uh, producing some products kind of for sale, and they were actually available for sale on the yeah. web shop. Uh, you couldn't visit the shop and it was, or maybe it was open for one day, something like no, that? No, the shop was not open, you could buy online, but mm-hmm. they had to prove that you were not for an auction, yeah, and yeah, there no, was it was difficult to buy. But at the end they actually sold uh, the products and they used the money for getting a uh, sheep and... Yeah, yeah. The, the problem here became when, uh, when Banks admitted publicly that this shop was solely open to fulfill this obligation of trademark law to show that he's using his trademarks in commerce, yeah. that he is selling merchandise, that he registered these trademarks for the specific products and you could buy them. So what's wrong with that? Well, he. <laughs> the thing is that the European <laughs> Intellectual Property Office... Uh, was not really happy with this comment. <laughs> They actually hear those comments and in the declaration of invalidity, uh, invalidity they actually said Bad faith may apply if it transpires that the European trademark proprietor never had any intention to use the contested European trademark. And they also um, consider that the use that uh, pest control could prove was only made after the initiation of the present proceedings, of the invalidation. So they consider that there's never any intention of use of the trademark, therefore yeah. it was invalidated. And it will probably, and seems like, uh, it's going to follow with the rest of the drawings that Banksy registered or pest control in this case. 
Well, the, yeah, here there is a very specific legal rule that we need to mention to you, to those listening to this podcast. In the trademark law, there is a specific obligation for a trademark owner to use his trademarks in the commerce for this product on goods, a product or services that he registered for. Otherwise, there is a risk to lose this trademark. Because trademarks is not registered just to have a trademark, it's registered to use it in commerce. Yeah, it gives you a monopoly on that yeah. uh, trademark. So it's either it's a word yeah. or it's a logo or something. But the things that uh, technically a lot of companies have been registering, registering for example, European mm-hmm. trademarks without using them yet. But they have. But you have five years to prove use. Yes. The thing is that there is a new trend that the um, the IP office is giving that you need to prove intention of use. Because uh, mm-hmm. there have been a lot of registrations that were kind of defensive to not have to avoid competitors or other yeah, parties yeah, to use to those use uh, trademarks, and it goes against the system, uh, and it's more and more difficult to find unique trademarks. So yeah, yeah. it makes sense that we try to filter and clean our databases from those trademarks that are never going to be used. Or use just to threaten with legal actions and yeah. not really uh, registering them with intention to protect your trademarks. Of course, you can disagree because I, for many companies may say like, but I don't want my competitor to use this, so I register it, but I don't really want to offer any product with his name or logo. Well, but that's not the original idea of trademarks. It's not the intention behind. So I think this is the perfect moment to jump into the tips. What do you think, Elena? Yes, that's a good one. (laughs) Great. So the first one would be trademarks need to be used in commerce. (laughs) Yeah, you can't register the trademark just to stop others from using this mark in business without your permission. You still need to use it and uh, otherwise there is a risk that you can lose it with the action of others. And the second the tip would be that uh, if you want to protect your art as an artist or art uh, creator through copyright law, then you need to disclose your identity. It's not possible mm-hmm. to protect uh, your art artworks through copyright laws and not saying who is the copyright owner here. You can use a pseudonym like uh, Banksy, but yeah. later when you are enforcing, you need to prove you your identity. You need to disclose or yeah. how to show. That was also covered, by the way, in our uh, episode of uh, Nirvana and Mark Jacobs' case that you can check on uh, our website. And the <laughs> Perfect. And the third tip we want to give, and this is advice in general, is um, if you are an illegal, in a legal case, Whatever you say to the press or you publish on social media might be considered. So if you don't measure your words, you can actually go against yourself. So please, if you don't know what to say, sometimes it's better to not say anything. Don't publish anything on your social media list about the ongoing case. Don't talk to the journalists or the press. Just save it. And whenever the case is over and you have your way, then you can give a press conference if you want. But it's very important that sometimes you need to be strategic. And speaking can go the wrong way. So, yeah, these are the tips for this episode today. Thank you for listening to this episode. 
We share our notes on our website, ipovercoffee.com. Check it out if you want to learn more. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram as ipovercoffee. By the way, this podcast gives general information and cannot be considered as legal advice. Did you like this episode? Please subscribe and leave your feedback. We would love to hear from you. New episode next Monday.